Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Now with an extra dose of rebellion, because we're a higher rebellion rank. That's what I Oops, got. Oops, all rebellions. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, all rebels would be a great, like, Kentargan uh, oh, cereal. Man. There you go. My morning dose of silver raven eggs. Mm. They're just like little marshmallows. Oh, yeah, little marshmallow eggs. Oh, uh, there you go. Please, fan artist, please. I need this. I need yeah. a picture of this. Yeah, that too. Got a little raven like mascot wearing a, like a t like a Kentargo t-shirt, giving a thumbs up with his little feathers. Mm-hmm. Like Tony the Tiger, but bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, or like Toucan oh, Sam, but not evil. But it's like it's like the silver. It's like a literal silver raven. Did you just call Toucan Sam evil? I, I was just about to go back to that. Since when? <laughs> Toucan Sam is fine. And he At gives some you point when we're not recording, flavor. Google him and look at his soulless dead eyes. He's All a right. toucan. <laughs> He's adorable. I'll admit it's been a while since I've seen Toucan Sam, so maybe I'm forgetting something. I feel like Rick has some repressed trauma around <laughs> toucans. I was going to say, they're, they're, we had to unpack that in an after party for sure. Yeah. Fair agrees with this trauma. A rumor mill. I heard a rumor. You should I heard a rumor, rumor mill. Yeah. <laughs> something with birds. I heard, I heard a rumor Rick doesn't like Toucan Sam. I watched Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds when I was way too young. That's oh, Toucan! <laughs> it's all avians. I don't yeah. trust any of them. Wow. It ruined birds for life. <laughs> They're just tiny little dinosaurs that can fly. Screw them. They're awesome. That ruins stoplights when you see all the birds on the power poles. You're just like, no. And yet somehow we're playing yes. an AP where the mascot is a bird. Yeah, it's called role playing. Uh-huh. Corvids are awesome, though, because they're smart and they bring you stuff if you're friends with them. Anyway, well, I guess let's go ahead and jump back into things uh, now that we've gotten that trauma out of the way. <laughs> when last we had left our heroes, the Silver Ravens had managed to successfully keep the secret of their hideout from the Datari, who had apparently mm-hmm. been alerted to their position by an anonymous tipster using Emerald Ink. They weren't even alerted to our position. It was more just they were alerted that some shenanigans were going on there of some Something undescribed suspicious. type. And it could have been that people don't like Laria. Mm. It could have just been some that had to wait for an extra five minutes yes. to get a coffee. And suddenly it's like, I'm going to report you for rebellion. <laughs> I mean, it just storms out. Yes. People <laughs> but, suck. Yes, people suck. Well, you know, we uh, are. The people you're trying to save. Yep. Not that person, though. Well, not specifically, no. (laughs) I suppose to to keep going, though, you managed to successfully dissuade the Datari from investigating Mm. the the basement. You actually even kept Laria from losing her secret uh, dry cellar. Yeah. uh, And that you stopped them before they found that. And again, way before they found the double secret wasp (laughs) nest layer. Yeah, got to to show off uh, some hidden skills of Vittoria's that... Well, she became an anime character who was like, oh, no. <laughs> so say she would fit right at home day. in any anime. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm so klutzy sorry, and I don't know what I'm doing. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Help me, senpai. I'm so lost. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it worked, didn't it? No, it did. Yeah, I'm it not did saying work. it didn't work. I'm just saying she fits <laughs> right at home in an anime. Yeah, for reals. But you all then went about your weekly business, made some checks, got some money. Mm-hmm. In some of your cases... Not in some much, of your cases, but... it's still like a net loss week to week. As you're, yeah. Some yep, of your cases, you're that. just retraining. Always I got retraining. one more. I got one more week before I gotta go find a job. Yeah. So broke. Well, you even asked a friend to find you a job. I'm working on it. I believe. Anyway, I know, but like, I believe three even... weeks. I believe I only had three weeks of money. Well, left. it was four weeks for the retraining, so I can't. Remember yeah, but I think I only had three week weeks of of, of uh, money before I need to go get a job. The 
Ravens then reconvened downstairs, uh, getting ready on uh, on another Sunday morning as you met back up, had some breakfast, settled in, started yeah, talking breakfast. about some things. Mm. Rexus and Vittoria, since Vittoria is now trained in all the languages necessary to help decode the documents that you had found in the previous Silver Ravens layers, had uncovered ring. some more information. Mm-hmm. Uh, in large part, basically that Jackdaw, the legendary leader of the Silver Ravens. They uh, took all more the cool say, bird names, by the way. There's only one of them that's named after a bird. <laughs> well, yeah, but Jackdaw is such a cool one. Yeah, mm. that Jackdaw, the previous leader of the Silver Ravens, a folk hero of the time before the Age of Lost Omens, the current age, so over 100 and it's 110 years, 120 years ago, something like yeah. that now, uh, had formed a rebellious organization with her own group of widely diverse adventurers. Yeah. <laughs> like you do. There is a half-elf cleric. There is a halfling enchanter. There is a... Uh, human bard and a human ranger mm-hmm. and then whatever jackdaw was yeah you can assume besides vigilante. awesome yeah. <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely vigilante but besides being awesome uh, mm. all you really know about jackdaw now is that uh she was an elven woman mm-hmm. in theory could and still be alive yeah sure. hard to know depending on how young she was might not even be middle-aged by this point nah. yeah <laughs> so you'd found out this information gotten ready to start your uh your next phase of the rebellion. When Morgar had entered, uh, leaned over the end of the table with, I imagine, Cesare, Vittoria sitting on one side of the table on either side of Rexus, Adria, Lucia, and Niccolo sitting on the other side of the table. Mm. The far end of the table, uh, or the, basically the foot of the table, uh, open, although you can see Vindelfeck's little snake-like neck sticking around the corner from where he sleeps in his little cubby inside of the wine racks that... Are, uh, are in the room off of your your war room, as Rexus mm. refers to it. All of you leaning over this table covered in maps and diagrams of the city, as well as a variety of stacks of books and uh, one plate that Rexus put a napkin over because he'd forgotten that he was supposed to eat the food. <laughs> he doesn't want Adria to see it. <laughs> Adria sees it. She narrows her eyes. I, I, I get that. He's, He's so skinny. He just start pinching him. <laughs> I just start bringing food every day I come by, and I pay my copper, and I, like, leave food. And I'm going to find the food he likes so that he'll eat, so I just bring different foods every day. Rexus loves food. He's just been working very hard. I know. We just However, Morgar made his way in, you know, mm-hmm. leaned over the table, did the whole dramatic, uh, are we ready to save some lives? Absolutely. Who needs our help? I have a contact works on Argos Island from Jarvis End, my previous mm. district. The city recently claimed a site, a business known as Salix Saltworks. Mm. Sure. Wait, the city claimed that? Yes. Actually, let me go ahead and get a... Let's go ahead and start this with a secret check, shall we? Secret let's go ahead checks. and get a, uh, a mm. Contargo lore and or society check from everyone. I mean, there is one thing also that Niklo has, I think, from some information you gave me, Rick. It's true. You do work with them salt boys all the time. I do. There's so many cool places on this map that I just want to go to just to go to. Mm. Just because they yeah. have a cool name and you're it's like, it's a neat oh, city. There. Like Odd and Daughter Herbs. That seems like a place I should go. Anyway. Yeah, they closed down about a week ago. or Well, I guess a few weeks ago now because of back taxes. They weren't paying, I think, properly. Mm. Oh. However, the Salix Salt Works apparently has been commandeered as uh, Morgard just told us and 
criminals are being sent there and forced to work there as part of their sentence. Usually short sentences, but the work is not good. So the proceeds are now going to the Chelish government, unlike what used to happen when they would go to the Elorian noble family. I bet the Elorian family's real mad about that. It must have been a sizable amount of their income, selling all that salt. Well, if they didn't pay the taxes, then uh, isn't that just the risk? The yeah, the risk you run is. Uh, well, did they really though? Mm. Oh, that's true. They may have been uh, quote unquote not paying the taxes, but actually they found some other reason to take it. I mean, th- again, that's yeah. all I heard when I stopped by there to find some work mm. for some friends. But maybe they were forced. Maybe. Can we make a check on this noble family? Ooh, yes. Use my chelish. Noble lord. Uh, yeah. Sure. I know nothing about nobles, nor do I wish to make this check. I mean, what I know of the salt works is that it's the oldest such business in the city. Um, through agents I know arrested the previous owner, as you said, under the uh, guise of unpaid back taxes. Whether or not mm. it's true, don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but as Niccolo said, a mercenary group is now in charge of the building. It's Wait, so they didn't even group. have the Datari guard in that place? No, it's just a mercenary group as far as I know. Okay, hold on. So the guy that owned the place got arrested or whatever. They he took the place. And but the killed. place used to belong or paid or gave the money to a noble family. Mm. How's that work? Well, it would be owned by the noble family, but I'm sure they had some sort of someone else in charge of it. They're not going to go down to the salt works and make sure it's working correctly. That's true, and also they don't have to take the fall when things, you know, go sideways. Yeah, probably. I'm sure whoever was the manager there is the one who ended up getting captured. Or And there's a chance that the Arulians didn't even know that the taxes weren't being paid properly if that was all in the manager's hands. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, something doesn't add up because, okay, you're sending you're sending prisoners there to work it. Got to have something to do with them. I'm sure the jails are overcrowded. The Dotari, there aren't enough of them around, so they're mm-hmm. hiring a mercenary company to go guard it. Well, they're still transitioning into power. Might be better than having Hell Knights do it. Mm. Couldn't you just hire guards? They've kicked out so many members of the Dotari. Cesare nods towards Morgar that they probably don't have enough staff to man prisoners for small offenses so they've just hired a mercenary group to keep things under control until they can get more Dotari trained and hired. Yeah, the Elorians have got to be mad because their their principal interests are magic, salt, and silver. So it's one of the Mm. big three. And, you know, they used to be loyal to Kentago, but now they're a little bit more thrown happy. Yeah. They might be getting a kickback for letting the salt mines be used as something else. I mean, they'd have to be because otherwise their loyalties might be shifting. Well, mm. maybe their loyalties were already shifting, and so this is a punishment. Maybe. So, Morgar, does this have to do with the prisoners stationed there? There are a number of prisoners that have been hosted there mm. since the Night of Ashes over pretty much the last month or so. Most of them come and go. But the new batch of prisoners there seems to have had some issues going. He glances back, Laria making her way in. Top of the morning to ya. She doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Rex just let me know because I'm somewhat familiar with the people that are working there now. They're a mercenary group. They call themselves the Mountain Crows, led by a man named Forvian. Forvian Crow is what he goes by. A lot of avians here. It's a popular name, it would seem. It's almost like there's a theme. 
Mm-hmm. Niccolo shrugs, distrusting this group instantly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Forvin and his gang work out of the south. Well, basically, they work through the Minador Gap. They lead slaves in from Chiliax up to here. They're not officially members of the Bellflower Network, but we've employed them on occasion. It's oh, so what we in guys. the business would refer to as scarecrows. Oh, I see. She does actual air quotes, not that the audience can see that. And they're the ones that are captured, I take it. From what I've gathered, talking to my contacts, it looks like they were attempting to smuggle in some illicit goods into the city. Specifically what, I'm not certain. They were arrested. Oh, so these mercenaries are the ones that are the prisoners, not the ones doing the guarding. Yes. Yes, I I also was a little unclear on that, but yeah, as soon as it was like they were chill, I assume they were the, the ones needing saving. I know nothing about the mercenaries guarding the place. These crows, as Laurie has mentioned, these mountain crows, apparently were smuggling in some illicit goods and were captured. It sounds like they didn't have the money to pay their bill, but now it seems like their fines have then steadily escalated. So they well, So they if, keep giving them different crimes to keep them working. If they know they might have been connected with the Bellflower Network, they're going to try to keep them there as long as possible. It is possible that if if the guard wants to, they can drag their feet on a number of things. In essence, what they've chosen to do is instead of charging them for running one cart of illicit goods, they're charging them per crate, meaning that each one of them has to be filed individually until all the paperwork is filed. Then they can hold them indefinitely. Multiple smuggling charges. Correct. And since they're charging them each individually as well and not as a single group, they're dragging their feet while trying to investigate them further. Laria nods. From what I can understand, they've been held for about three weeks now. And I'm somewhat curious whether or not our recent uh, visitation might somehow tie into this. They've done drop-offs in my area before, not at this location, but at businesses I'm connected to. And I've met Forvian face-to-face on more than one occasion. Let's see. Huh. Well, they already got a bird name. We might as well, you know, get them out of there, bring them into the fold. Is that the requisite now? You have to have some sort of bird connected to you. No, but it's a nice bonus. Mm. I mean, it works for us. Raven pats you on the shoulder. <laughs> they do They do seem like good people. And frankly, our list of allies is still pretty thin at the moment. So, I mean, we don't really have the coin to be able to pay a mercenary group. <laughs> Maybe they just owe us, for, you know, bust them out. I mean, no, the, the fact idea. is that that many charges of smuggling, they're looking at over a year dragging salt out of the mines. Right now, they're just, again, being held at the Selic Salt Work. If anybody can survive a year of that, it's probably a group of mercenaries, but that's not good work for anyone. So we save them, and in exchange for saving them this year of hard labor, maybe they'll agree to work with us free of charge. I mean, if they were already working with the Bellflower Network, obviously they are good folks who may want to help, you know, just to help. Well, and one of their primary sources of revenue in the city disappeared because the Bellflower Network is greatly diminished, if not, you know, functionally non-existent. I think that that would be an added bonus if we could get them on. More importantly than that is making sure that we get them out Mm -hmm. before any of their members decide to flip. Oh, yeah. If they provide any information pertaining towards the Bellflowers. To my understanding, we're all out of the city with the exception of myself and one other. But if they do decide to flip, then they may be able to give up some information on previous holdings and hideouts that I've had. Some of the underground tunnels from those places lead back here. Right. 
then this becomes priority one. Yeah, but how exactly are we going to break them out? We got to steal their heart from their palace by taking their treasure. Then they'll what? have a change of heart. No, they're the good guys. We do that to the bad guys. <laughs> we, we, Sorry, give them, wait, we cause the Persona mercenaries guarding them to have a change oh, of heart. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had no anyway. idea what that was. We've been anyway. watching the Persona 5 anime, which is delightful. Um, Fair so enough. That's we, top of mind for Jess. We have a couple of options. First and importantly, if what if Lady Scordato's estimate is correct, Nicola sort of nudges Vittoria at Lady uh, Lady Scordato. Like she raises a brow. <laughs> <laughs> We're like so many fancy people here. I look at Nicola, the only other non-fancy person here. Like, I mean, really I think it was fancy, just a figure right? of speech, probably from yeah. Morgar, but yeah. it's still funny. If <laughs> if like, Miss oh, Lady is correct, and they're being held by mercenaries, then this is a good opportunity for the Ravens. A direct assault on the high-profile prisoners believed to be held in Castle Cantargo would be suicide at this point in our rebellion. And any attack on the Datari or the Hell Knights would be difficult. But if these are mercenaries and employee of Throne, mm. then they're already working at the edge of the law. True. And as such, it'd be an excellent way to start building our reputation in Cantargo as opposing, well, the abuse of authority. Hmm. It'd be a good starting point at the very least. So I guess the first thing we got to do is gain some intelligence. We got to scout hmm. the place out. Yeah, I was going to say, if Morgar, do you have any intelligence on the building itself or should we maybe send out to group send to the take Fushis. a look? Huh? I don't. I've been spending my time Again, working with our new recruits. Of course. Seeing if I can bring them up to speed. Get the Mad Cats. Was that the plan? <laughs> he glances over towards Niccolo. That's, that's our plan. I may have been influenced, but that's our plan. Raven, <laughs> Raven poses. Raven does a little pose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cat pose. I've been working with training them, but perhaps, Adria, if you think that the Fushi sisters would be up to the task. I mean, it seems right up their alley. Then if they can scout out the location... Mm -hmm. We may be able to get numbers layout. After that, it's just a question of are you doing a direct assault or how are you approaching it? Mm -hmm. And I would keep an eye out. The Alorian family does dabble in magic and it wouldn't surprise me to, for them to have some sort of security measures in place. We'll keep an eye out. That sort of thing I'm good at. They used to be very supportive of Kintago for a long time. The Oxus, who is the family patriarch, uh, he used to be supportive of Kintago, but he's grown more in line with Thrun in the recent years. Mm. I mean, to be fair, especially in this current climate, they'd be they'd be faking it even if they didn't support him. Yeah, maybe so. I've never met any of the nobles, so Nicola shrugs. Hard for me to know their hearts. <laughs> Oxus is easily manipulated, if you ask me. Mm. I see. One of those. Very well. Have you met him? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I have too. Well, of course you have. How have you met him? Um, Oxus is my father. Wait, oh, what? what? <laughs> Cesare raises an eyebrow. Wait a minute! I, Wait a- what? Why is your last name Scordato then? Do you know what Scordato means? Not at all! Would you care a to enlighten cat. us? Scordato means forgotten. Oh, you oh. made your own name. 
to be all um, mysterious and whatnot. Oh, Raven suddenly does a oh expression. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, looks I... looks at you know makes the expression, looks over towards Lucia, looks back over towards Vittoria, looks back to Lucia and just kind of points up towards her ears. I haven't actually seen my father since I was six, so. I see. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't even know if he remembers I exist. Hence the name. Well, we'll add to our list of things to make him remember you exist. I don't know if it's necessary. I think we've well established by this point it doesn't matter where you came from. All that matters is you're here now. Exactly. I think we've also established that nobles are bad pants. Not always. Not all of them. Look at Rexus's pants. Okay. Those guys were cool, but that's like one out of what, 12? Well, currently (laughs) one out of three that we have direct data for, but you know. Fair. So I'm assuming that uh, with your knowledge of the family, we should not expect any assistance from the noble family that previously owned this business. If it seems like they've been cowed into submission by House Throne. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't take much. Uh, Oxus is temperamental. He's short-tempered, if I remember correctly. And what I've heard of him in recent years is that uh, he just doesn't seem to care. I mean, he was never supposed to be the Count anyway. Well, my... I guess aunt um, was lost at sea when she was returning to Sargava, and so the role of Count fell to him. He was not ever actually supposed to be the Count. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. So maybe he's just been mismanaging it, and that's why the taxes fell through. It's possible. Maybe so. <laughs> I'll admit, I have a hard time with those myself, and I don't own a business. Well, I guess I technically am a business. Hmm. Nicola shrugs you again. You provide a certain service. Mm. Well, you know what they say. Pretty much Abadar and Farazmar are the only ones that always get their due. <laughs> Death and taxes. Death and taxes. Mm-hmm. Death and taxes. Death and taxes. <laughs> All right, so it seems like we have a general idea of maybe the direction that we need to go after this. So. Mm. All right, so let's make the rest of our plans for the week and get ready for this assault. Exactly, and we'll find out what the Fushi sisters find and go from there. Cue up the preparation music and montage. Montage! It's like the pre-battle thing for uh, uh, Fire Emblem when you're like, you know, putting all your pieces out and like equipping (laughs) everyone. Yes. All that fun stuff. So yeah, we'll we'll get us into the new rebellion phase now that you have your next mission lined up. Oh man. To attempt to uh, to save the uh, the prisoners of the Salic Salt Orc. Or the crow folks. Mm, The crows, yes. Forvian and his crows. Forvian's a good name, by the way. Like, Forvian I, is yeah. a good I applaud Crystal that's Fraser. Cool. That's a fun name. Forvian. Yeah. It's very. It sounds um, almost like it is a type of Corvid too, like mm. a Forvian, yeah. a Forvian crow or something like that. You know. As a side note, for anyone writing down his name or anything, his his last name of crow is spelled with an e, but the uh. organization is spelled without the e. Of course. Mm. As far uh. as his mercenary group. Interesting. <laughs> Kind of like, I think Russell Crowe spells it with an E. I believe so, I yes. So. Uh, yeah. Borgian Crowe is played by Russell Crowe. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I like it, actually. Cool. That's pretty that good. That was easy casting. Are you not entertained? And again, sounds very Roman, so there we go. Sounds good. He was actually a Spaniard. Lol. Anyway. Husband of a murdered wife, father of a murdered son. I'll have my vengeance in this life or the next. God, that is such a good movie. Anyway, yeah, it is my love of gladiator notwithstanding. <laughs> Horribly historically inaccurate, but I love that. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but still. 
Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and launch into our rebellion phase real quick. I think we're at the max of people for now. Is that the deal? Yeah. Uh, we can still accrue followers, but we can't use specifically the accrue followers task. Action. Yes. Action. So you can oh, okay. no longer use the recruit action, but you can still gain followers just by virtue of what you're doing. Just mm -hmm. by existing. Like we're going to gain the extra 1d6, I think, from the tieflings. It's true. You still have a uh, latent getting more followers in because you stopped crazy tooth fairy murders. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let's kick this off with uh, phase one, which is our upkeep phase. So we're going to start with our supporter attrition. I'll need a loyalty organization check from our recruiter. I think that's me. adding in the recruiter bonus. Mm -hmm. And that loyalty bonus is a plus three plus your uh, recruiter bonus. So I roll a 13. That gets me a 20 total. A 20. And for this check, we are still going with the DC for a second level rebellion because you guys don't actually rank up until the end of phase one. Yay. Yep. So that succeeds. It is not a critical success. However, you still do gain 1d6 plus your supporter or plus your recruiter bonus. So I rolled plus a four, an so additional eight. d6 of tieflings. So 2d6 plus your. Okay. Eight modifier. and three tieflings. Yay. Right. So a total of 11 new supporters. Yay. Awesome. Welcome to the fold, everyone. It's getting crowded in here. Well, I think these are supporters. They're not like actively involved. I guess. But they I do think like currently us. there are 12 people that are uh, actively involved downstairs. But there are now 45 people across the city of Cantargo that actively support the Silver Ravens. Yay. Wow. That's impressive. The big sale worked. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the big sale. Mm, rebellion brownies. Rebellion, rebellion brownies. brownies. Rebellion brownies. little thing on the bottom that's mm. like a, you know. Like, uh, if you enjoy these brownies, please contact. Uh, Brought to you by the Silver Ravens. <laughs> wait, Riff, wait, what? I almost ate the paper. Oh, no. <laughs> That's mostly uh, That brings problem, us to probably. your notoriety. Your notoriety was four. It is now three. Uh, Rexus's passive bonus reduces your notoriety by one every rebellion phase. So hey, cool. Nice. Because he has thoroughly studied on how to avoid notice. Awesome. Nice. He read a lot of Hardy Boys books. He read a lot of Hardy Boys books. <laughs> He loves them hardy boys. <laughs> Best oh, man. To be perfectly honest, Rex would probably be more of a Nancy Drew fan, but fair enough. I mean, that's fair. Nancy uh, Drew was rat. That or Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd love Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. That was Victoria's favorite. I don't know what the Galarian <laughs> equivalent is, I think but it's whatever all. it was, she read it. Mm -hmm. But as fast as he reads, it's all. He's, he's read all yeah, of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's read all of them. Yeah. So from there, we go to your increased rank, and the rebellion has, in fact, increased in rank. Yay. In fact, you guys have jumped all the way up to a rank five rebellion. Mm. Enjoy that notoriety. <clears throat> Do our titles change? So a couple of things happen. And this is as a result of last week, correct? Mm -hmm. This is a result of last week, correct. So first off, the DC for all your organization checks is now 20. Mm. So it has gone okay. up by four because you're dealing with a larger organization that is more difficult to manage. Mm. Fair. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. Since your focus is in secrecy, you are now experts in secrecy. Woo! Spiffy. Awesome. Meaning that between that and your proficiency bonus, you now have a plus 13 on secrecy checks. Whoa. Nice. nice. Whoa. We're going to do secret stuff, y'all. <laughs> uh, that is in large part thanks to uh, also your spy master, which I believe is Vittoria, who's granting a plus four. Yep. Nice. In addition to that, you are also now actually trained in loyalty and security, which you Whoa. haven't been up until this point, but you guys have been doing <laughs> decent without that. Yeah, true. But still, it's nice to have training. Muddling along. And as such, you have a plus 10 now in loyalty. Wow. 
and a plus 10 in security. Rad. Cool. Which is much better than the threes I think you had in both of those yes. previously. Yes, much better. Yeah. Uh, you are still at being able to do two rebellion actions per rebellion phase. Fair. Although you now reach the point where you have a max number of teams of four. Bum, bum. Good, we're going to need that when we recruit the crows. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We got a we slot ready for them. There you go. So in addition to that, all of you have gained a gift. Uh, Laria would provide all of these to you at the beginning of this phase. This is basically just a crate of stuff that she's like, yeah, people have just been kind of coming by and contacting, reaching out to me and dropping off some stuff. Most of these are a uh, care package brought over by, uh, unofficially, by the Cloven Hoof Society. Oh, thank you. Yay. Uh, so, uh, mechanically speaking, each of you may pick, pick a single first level item. I had already asked all of you to do so, so if you will let me know what your first level item is. Healing potion. Healing potion. Healing potion, healing potion. Uh, I got the Cloak of Feline Rest. Um, <laughs> Cesare can uh, pretty much sleep anywhere now. If as it long fits, as it's, she sleeps. Yeah, as long as it's he's a sleepy professor. I yeah. <laughs> I can rest in any space as long as it's wet or not particularly hazardous, and I only take a minus two per- perception penalty uh, when I'm sleeping instead of a minus four. So you, you catnap is what you're telling me. Yes, I catnap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> in between you, classes. You and, you and Raven have become closer. You've <laughs> taken on some of It is covered in cat fur already. Yeah, some yes. of the attributes. Well, it's of a cat. black cloak, and she's black, so it's fine. You can still blends. tell somehow. Is it covered in fur? Or is it fur? It's whatever you want it to be, honestly. But I think it said it was a black cloak. Mm, yeah. It is a black cloak, mm-hmm. yeah. It's good because Raven's fur doesn't show up on it. Yep, exactly. That's the whole point. Victoria? Uh, I also went with the healing potion. Okay. Nicolo? Uh, I picked up a potency crystal. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'll be attaching that to my morning star. For That's weapon. exciting. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. So from... There, all of you also gained the new titles as you are now officially the Guardians of Kentargo. Cool. Impressive. Ba-da-da. Uh, and again, while you guys have now reached that point, you would gain a bonus archetype feat. However, the requirement for that is to be fourth level. So you will eventually gain the bonus archetype feat. All right. You're still training. Yep. Two more levels. But at fifth level, however, at fifth level of the Rebellion, however, you also gained a new skill increase. Huzzah! Hey! Want to do a quick round table and say what all you gained? Athletics. You're trained now? Yep. I can swim. Hey, you can swim. I'm trained in athletics, too, because I need to swim. <laughs> you can also swim. Lucia <laughs> spent three weeks in the lap pool learning how to swim real good. Uh, Cesare is an expert in uh, Arcana now. Nice. Nice. Uh, Vittoria has been doing some hand-to-hand training with Morgar, so she is also an expert now in athletics. Nice. Athletics friend. Cool. Learning uh, some throws. Nicolo is also now an expert in <laughs> athletics. So, athletics wow. friend. For a secret organization, we're getting real swole, y'all. We're, okay. Victoria <laughs> yeah. watched Lucia jump off a dang bridge and almost drown in a river. She we didn't watch her do like, that. I'm going to study. Well, didn't mm. y'all like, do it? Say, it's, the, yeah. it's the four. It's everybody but Cesare going and like doing push ups and like calisthenics and stuff. And then you've got like Cesare in the corner just like reading a book. I just got to get back in shape. You know, I was like a, like an Olympic swimmer, but I took like 80 years off. And so I'm like so you, real. So rusty, what you're saying so. is you're getting you're getting closer to looking like Michael Phelps again. Ew, no, <laughs> I'm squishier than that for sure. We skip by the scene where everyone but Cesare walked downstairs and, you know, Rexus or not Rexus, uh, Morgar walks out and just starts the whole, like, slaps his hands. Let's get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> and then training montage. The yes. 
in the meantime, you know, Cesare in the background <laughs> reading a book while um, Raven has her little whistle, and it's like, all right, yep. guys, go. <laughs> oh, like the platelets and cells at work. Raven just whistles mm-hmm. in time with the beat. Yep. <laughs> this isn't isn't there a part of that song where someone says, "I really wish that I knew how to swim." Yes, the yes. 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 <laughs> it works perfectly. Now I really wish I really that wish I knew how to I swim how is how the exact swim. line. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got him all scared right. to death. That's weird. None of us are scared of Morgar. <laughs> Everyone has ranked up from all of the rest of that, which finishes up our uh, upkeep phase. Mm-hmm. Bring us into the activity phase. You guys have, uh, I mean, technically speaking, you can still only take two activities, and you now have two teams, and that you have Morgar with his Mad Cats as well as the Fushi Sisters. Yeah, we want the Fushi Sisters to scout the salt works. Definitely, yep. yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, since the Fushi sisters are a, uh, they are sneaks, they are under the subversive category of uh, the three categories being your dissenters, your subversives, and your revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Since they are a subversive team, you can use the covert action with the Fushi sisters. Ooh, covert this action. is a special action available for certain events and locations. This is one of them. A covert action can be used to place a contact, stash gear in a specific location, site, so on and so forth. It's uh, basically all, again, your GM will have information on these acts and when they become relevant during the course of the campaign. But once you place a contact or stash in a site, it only remains for one week, etc. If that's what ends up happening, this is not one of those cases, but we'll get into Hmm. that. You also technically have access to sabotage. Sabotage. Now that you have a revolutionary team. Hmm. Sabotage. And sabotage is a special action for certain events and locations that allow you to... The sabotage action can be used to attempt location-specific deeds that will affect adventuring that takes place in these locations by attempting a security check. I will have additional information when these actions become relevant. You could technically both use a covert action and sabotage if you wanted oh, to. Just to really set us up for success. I like that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if uh, we had to wait because we just got that new team. Nope, technically, uh, Morgar's been training that new team over the course of the last week, and they're good Spiffy. to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. And then, Sweet. yeah, so I think those are our two actions then, but I believe we yeah, get a bonus then, action, right? Yeah, we do have a bonus action yep. also. You do get a bonus action thanks to Chesare. I Woo. think we're going to try to recruit a team of the ones we're missing. What is it, the revolutionaries? The rebel rousers. Rebel rousers. Yeah. Which are the subversives, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, Rebel officers are dissenters. Yes. Dissenters, yes. 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 So we have so we'll have one of each of the three types. Okay. Makes sense. So you're sending out your subversives and your revolutionaries in the form mm-hmm. of Morgar's Mad Cats, the Freedom Fighters, and the Sneaks, aka the Fushi Sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be attempting a recruit action to recruit more Rabble Rousers. Or a group of rabble rousers. A, re- a we group don't have of rabble rousers. Yes. You're already kind of rabble rousers, but these I mean, guys are we're kind yeah. of all of these things, really. And then if we get the crows, that'll actually fill all four of Team our slots. teams. Yeah. So. Anybody yeah. getting Assassin's Creed Brotherhood vibes right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should. All right. So I let's go it. ahead and start with your first action, which is going to be your covert action. And for this one, I'm going to need your spy master. Oh, I actually get to do something? Yes. Yeah, we're oh. doing spy. We're I'll doing need your spy master to make a secrecy check to see if you can gain any information pertaining towards this place. The secrecy check already adds in your modifier, which is your plus four, giving you a total of a plus 13 for this check. All right. Not a bad roll. I rolled a 12, so that would be a 25. Okay. Pretty good. Nice. Make a little note here for that so that they're out there working. And then you're also dispatching your 
revolutionaries to do some sabotage. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yes, I know it's correctly pronounced sabotage. But I say sabotage. The revolutionaries, of course, run off of your security. So hey. Okay, Ross gets to roll a die. It's Ross. Check from Nicolo. All right. So it's going to be your proficiency plus your, I believe your modifier for that is a three since you are the partisan. Yep. So what's the total? So it's going to be a total of 10. Right. Thank you. Yep. Uh, that's not bad. I roll a 10. So with a 10, that gets me a 20. 20. Perfectly average. Yeah. Average. I'll make a note of that as well. And then Rexus is going to go ahead and aid Cesare on his uh, check to attempt to or basically Cesare's additional check to attempt the recruit action. So that means, Cesare, you're going to need to roll a loyalty check, which is 10, plus 1 because it is your additional action, so 11, plus 1 because Rexus is aiding as your strategist. So, so plus, 12. 12. plus 12. All right, I roll a 13, so 25. All right. All right. Nice. You're getting to the point where recruiting new people is pretty easy because it's only DC 15 to recruit any yeah. starting team. So. <laughs> <laughs> Critical success. They're rumor mongers. No, that's not how yeah, that works. Yeah, I don't Aww. think that's how that works, sadly. Aww. I'm afraid not. Yeah. <laughs> as fun as that might be. All right, so that means that you guys have two teams already. You have a third team in the works. Do you know who you're going, going to want to be leading this new group of, uh, who's basically going to be the manager for this next group of? What is so these deal? are rabble rousers. They're rabble rousers. They're rabble rousers. They run off of loyalty, and their whole thing is they spread word of the Silver Ravens while keeping an ear to the ground for rumors. They can basically gather information. So that would I mean, fall under the loyalty branch of yeah. stuff, which is uh, Lucia, you. usually. Yeah, so I guess that's me. Do you guys want to make Lucia the manager? Sure. I'll get him sure. whipped up into a frenzy. Pulls out pom-poms. So, we should figure out what pom-poms. they're called. There you go. At some point. Um. Yeah. You'll have time to think. We'll work. It. We'll workshop that. Yeah, I was about to say we don't have to do it right now, but we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> Lucia's <laughs> friends. No, we're not calling them Lucia's anything because they can't have my name attached to them. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the event phase. You did not have an event previously, which means the percentage chance Rex has brought down your notoriety to three is a forty-six percent chance of an event. Oh boy! Right. See what happens. Nothing. All's Sweet. quiet this week. All right. This week. Keep in mind that that means that the times two is still there, so it's just hovering at 46% until it finally triggers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until the luck runs out. The blade of Damocles dangling over your heads. You <laughs> <laughs> <Phew>, Damocles! <laughs> Take your sword, go someplace else. Stop hovering it over my neck, it's really annoying. Do you want to join a rebellion? <laughs> <laughs> go hang over the thrones. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it for the uh, the rebellion phase this week. All right. So I imagine you guys uh, talk to the the Fushi sisters, talk to Borgar's Mad Cats, prep mm-hmm. for you know, hey, let's go in there and uh, and see what we can do to mess things up. <laughs> Indeed. So yay, I can go another week before I'm totally. Well, hopefully totally we'll get something by then. Maybe we'll <laughs> yeah, find assume... some nice salt we can sell in the salt works. I assume the mercenaries have something on them that we could sell. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. Well, no, they've been captured. All their gears probably been caught. No, I mean no, the, the mercenaries. Ones we're gonna murder. Yeah, the oh, mercenaries. Oh, are the salt works. <laughs> I, I forgot we can actually like murder people <laughs> in this operation. <laughs> they Even don't if we technically. Mark them, well, we can knock I mean, them out and steal their stuff. That's not the first choice. Mm. We have options. Knock them out and steal their stuff. They don't have to be dead. 
No, they don't have Quick, to be dead. Quick, everybody equip your hidden blades. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but... <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> the circle of life does not include murder. <laughs> no. I mean, by default, it Lions would Lions and tigers and bears definitely murder animals to eat them, so maybe it does. That's a little different. They're not Depends on how you define what murder is. Yeah. Mm. We're anyway. not eating them, so that's a thing. That's fair. We're not that kind I, of gold. So to say, I hope not. God. <laughs> it's the only way to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nope, it's not. <laughs> Welcome to Sweeney Todd's Rebellion. No. Oh, good <laughs> gracious. I am out. I'm out. Yep. Uh, there you are. So. Oh, and I also feed Mephistopheles and whatever we named the kitty that lives in the hideout. Uh, Argent. Ro- yeah, Rexus named him Argent. Argent, yes. We make sure that Argent has food as well. And I have a boat, which might be helpful when we're trying to go to the Saltworks, which is on it does the water. Give, it does give us an avenue to go down if we wanted to go over It is water. a small boat, so I don't know if we can all fit in the boat. Uh, oh, rowboats have two passengers. two passengers. Oh, so then no, we won't all fit. But we could do a pronged assault. Well, we'll see. Well, let's see what yeah, information the party we get sounds from like the Fushi great sisters. Idea. Well, you're not really splitting. You're just approaching from two ways. And, of course, if you look on your map, you can see that uh, Salic Salt Works is listed down at 03 on your mm-hmm. map. Oh, crud. There's only one There's only one gate in or out. Well, that's the why the gate. boat is nice. Uh, yeah, because if we cause a ruckus, that they could close us in there. Before we start planning, let's see what the Fushi yes. sisters get for us, and then we can have a better idea of what's going on. So, the week passes for all of you as you go about your business. Adria, working at your shop, I imagine, still setting up, going through the week. I am trying to hear, listen for some rumors, just in case there's anything to manipulate there for a couple of days. Uh, so, how many days are you doing the rumor? Two days gathering? on rumors. Two days on rumors, and then three days of work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Adria, you spend the week... Socializing with some friends, keeping an ear to the ground, coordinating with the Fushi sisters as they're making their way over the bridge and are mostly staying in a uh, an old house in the Red Roof District. They're squatting over there while they're working in Old Corvosa to... Old Corvosa? While they're working in Old Cantargo <laughs> to go and check around the docks. Lucia, you spend another week training hard with Morgar keeping you uh, up to skill whenever he's down here. Uh, Morgar is spending a lot of time also, of course, working with the Mad Cats uh, in preparation as they've been kind of scouting out the location of the Salt Works, figuring out a way to uh, to sabotage and make things a little bit easier for all of you. I figure at this point he's probably get, like shown me all the major exercises and now he's just doing like the workout of the day type of a thing for me to keep myself occupied. The week is relatively easy for Cesare since you're, uh, you're going through, you're just teaching your classes. I don't think you're doing anything but really just teaching your classes and keeping an ear out. Um, no, not really. But you're also, uh, I imagine, considering your recruitment action, all the rest of that, kind of secretly going around, getting a couple names, passing them back towards Rexus and finding some of the more both outgoing and gossipy members <laughs> of the, uh, the body. academic <laughs> circles here at the uh, the student body of the the school here to go, I can recruit some of these, like, you know, idealistic young dreamers from the school to, uh... Cesare avoids his niece like the plague while he's doing this because he's not getting her wrapped up in this crap. <laughs> there were those niece, boys but... that had that got bullied like the first time. Oh yeah, in, like episode, episode one. Uh-huh. Yeah, the ones that got beaten up because they're handing out, like, putting up yeah. flyers and all the rest of that. It's like, I know some kids that would really like to Stick it to browse some rabbles. <laughs> 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 They've already shown the, the proclivity. Uh, in the meantime, 
Vittoria, you spend your week, uh, I imagine you just spend your week working at the coffee shop, or are you spending your week aiding Rexus with the translations? Uh, well, I took the last week off from the coffee shop, so I assume I'm working this week. Okay, so you just kind of kind of rotate and be like, hey guys, I'm going to be on a little a rotating schedule here. <laughs> so you're working back at the coffee house, and oh, man, Niccolo, I imagine you're continuing to do your work for the, uh, over the Devil's Nursery? Yep. Have you found Lucia the an opportunity to use her Chelish nobility lore? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Lucia's going to need that next week. <laughs> well, mechanically so. speaking, he can't even really do anything with that until you're done with your retraining, because your retraining is also taking all of your downtime. Because uh, you true. can't do another action when you're retraining. It's week-long downtimes. Mm. Oh, well, I may have to take a week off then to make money. <laughs> Because well, I won't have enough. We for might rent. make money in this next endeavor. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, my assumption is you guys, you guys will make a lot more money by raiding this place than you will by making profession checks. Hey, I mean, yeah. if Lucia doesn't have to work, Lucia is happy to not work. <laughs> 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 She's grown up privileged. So, Adria, go ahead and bounce me a. Looks like we're at a D six right now. Okay. I rolled a two. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, He's enough. laughing, guys. Brace yourselves. Brace for impact. It just amuses me, timing. <laughs> oh, is it really well-timed? Because that'd be great. Go ahead and also have Adria roll me, and I believe Adria is rolling her craft glass port. Yeah, can I also, like, influence this rumor? rumor? What I can spend at least one day of downtime to manipulate the course, tone, or content of a rumor to your benefit. I just want to make the tone really negative. Like, Is there a gosh. check or anything for it? or? There is a check. It's a diplomacy check. And the DC for a city is a 30, so it may not even be possible, but I could try. I mean, there's a 20 on every dice. Yeah. Which so that's your so rumor, or no, that's... It's influence rumor. It's part of the dandy dedication. Ah, uh, I see. And I did set aside two days, one day to find the rumor, and then one day, I guess, to influence it. Okay, so yeah. Cool. I'm probably not going to be able to, but I will try. Oh, that was a 19. That's a high roll, but I don't think I, there's any way. Nope, that's a 24. So I tried Aww. to make it sound like, wow, they must be trumping up a bunch of charges. Like, essentially, I changed the <laughs> tone of that to be, instead of just, the guard towers are very full, very, it's, it becomes more of a... Uh, They're trying to extort these emphasize people Emphasize the very. Like, the yeah, guard towers the very, are very But I'm not full. successful, I don't think, anyway. So it's fine. Boo. <laughs> I kind of like Ross's view on that, where it's just like, pick a word to emphasize. Yeah, I emphasize <laughs> the very. Yeah. It's like, like unnaturally full. Uh, and so go ahead and make your craft check for, I right. uh, believe you work in your shop. Mm -hmm. oh, I rolled garbage. Um, I rolled a six for a 10. 10? Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's a slow week. You worked three days, so you make six copper pieces this week. Woohoo, I make six copper pieces. Uh, Cesare, go ahead and make your elven lore check. I roll an 18. My elven lore is a plus eight, so a twenty-five or a twenty-six. Yes. Uh, twenty-six is a critical success. Nice. So yeah, you're super busy this week helping out in other classrooms. Uh, you make a total of twenty-five silver pieces. Dang, That's two and a half money. gold. Nice. I gotta stop yep. rolling sixes on these things so I can make money too. <laughs> All right, Nicolo, we've got your uh, guild lore. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll succeed for once. <laughs> Maybe I need Worth to do shot. guild lore or sailing instead. <laughs> Let's see. Switch it. Nope. <laughs> oh. oh. I rolled a four, which gets me a nine. Oh, it's not a critical failure. Is it not a critical failure? It's not a critical failure. It's just a failure. But No, it just means that you find some temp work for uh, some tiefling laborers working in the Saltmakers Guild. Um, yep. So not in that specific business, but with the no. Saltmakers. 
but that does only earn you one silver piece for your week's work. Yeah, it's been a hard it's Oof. been a hard month so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. it turns out the rebellion. Uh, and Vittoria, we've got uh, your lore Cantargo as you're working for your tips over in the uh, the coffee house. <laughs> uh, I rolled a fourteen for a twenty-two. A 22 is not quite a critical success. It is, however, a success. Uh, you have a good uh, work week of work. Your regulars are uh, eager to chat with you and manage to help guide some people to uh, to do locations about the city. You do gain one gold pieces, to- one gold piece, a total of 10 silver pieces. I'm sure I heard all about my doppelganger that was over Ilaria's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I, I don't work over there. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like you, but she sounded flighty. Um, <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a twin sister, do you? You don't have a flighty twin sister, do you? <laughs> also, just so you know, I did go in and purchase a repair kit too over the course of this week. Nice. And so, for those of you on subsistence, which I believe are Nicolo and Lucia, you'll need to mark off four silver pieces. For yeah, the rest of you, man. it is one done. gold piece to maintain your comfortable lifestyle. Yep, have done. And. And I imagine each of you probably engage in uh, in some of your personal life. Uh, during the course of this week, there is a uh, a festival that takes place in Kintargo. Uh, one that seems to, well, again, in Kintargo, this really kind of divides the population. Uh-oh. Welcome to Chiliax. <laughs> As you have reached the third of the four Days of Wrath. Hmm. The Days of um. Wrath, sometimes known as the Dies Irae, are holidays celebrated on both the solstices and equinoxes in the nation of Chiliax and wherever Asmodeus is worshipped. They're mostly a national holiday and not truly a religious one. The two are often confused due to Chiliax's current political climate. Uh, These basically means during the middle of the week, I think is Wednesday, is the uh, the autumn equinox. So on Wheel Day, you'll see see various contests and blood sports promoting uh, those elites who can clearly demonstrate their superiority over others. Good. Uh, Basically, competitions are watched and judged by the devils themselves. Mm. Uh, That is the belief. There are no actual, like, devils walking around unless they're disguised as people, which may very well be the case. Wouldn't surprise me. Great. Competitions are held throughout the day in Cantargo in most of the public parks, which are attended by those who do enjoy blood sport, or at the very least do enjoy these feats of athleticism. The final contests are held in the evening in front of in a, an arena that is constructed in front of the Temple of Asmodeus and overseen by the high priests of Asmodeus. Oh yeah, not getting anywhere near that. Yeah, <laughs> no thanks. I'm I'm glad to be in in the in the wasp's nest training on this day. Good gracious. Mm. Yeah. I'm just hoping somebody wants like a memorial, I don't know, mug with like blood sport stuff on it. <laughs> But apparently you give, nobody a, you, does, give so. a, you give them a big old glass stein that says, I survived, you know, blood sport. I survived blood fest 14. Yeah. You know, if it's a glass cup and has like, you know, yeah, anyway, nobody nice bought them. etching in it, you know. Mm. Nobody yeah, bought them, so the, obviously. Yeah, as far as the contests here are concerned, uh, they are uh, organized in the various city stadiums. Mostly here are primarily areas that are usually used for stage performances that are just mm. given over to blood sport on these days. Okay. Uh, and as such, they, uh, slaves and servants of any master may choose to enter the arena for one-on-one bloody battles to the death, actually without the permission of their masters, uh, who are not allowed to refuse them entry. Uh, free men and women of all classes are also free to enter the arena as well. The entrants fight in rounds until one, the last one stands. The winner, if a slave, is granted freedom from slavery or servitude, or of all debts, and, per- and a purse of gold. Wow. Huh. If you're a free person, you just get the purse of gold? Yeah. 
Yeah. As a side note, this is the uh, third of the four, since this is the autumn equinox. Since you've already gone through the spring equinox, the summer solstice, the autumn equinox, the winter solstice sees the cul culmination where uh, all three win winners of the previous bouts go to Agorian to fight to the death for the amusement of the nobles there. Oh, oh great. Wonderful. Wow. This is from all the cities across Chiliacs until there is only one winner. No, nothing like winning and going, good, I get to go fight nationals. Ugh. As a side note, the winner that actually wins this is, uh, or the individual who actually wins this is granted the title of baronet in a plot of land in Chiliacs. Wild. So there See, actually I mean, are no shortage of people who ambitious would do individuals. It. Well, and if you have any combat skills, you'd have a leg up on that too. The Cantargo of the future will not have this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not including this. In the as a noted side note, Cantargo does not usually participate as much in this. But this year, I'm sure it's wild. There are some <laughs> arenas where this participation here is common. And usually in Cantargo, the fighting is done with blunted uh, or training weapons. Hmm. So normally it's kind of a fun little tournament type situation. This now year, it's however, sport. it's probably crazy this year. <laughs> yes, this yeah. this year, the official government has, has banned the use of blunted weapons in the tourney as it is not the proper adherence to the faith of Asmodeus. Well, cool. eventually we'll make it illegal to be to have slavery here, and we'll cancel this horrible festival. Yeah, this this definitely oh, is getting geez. the axe. Jeez, we'll replace it with another cooler festival. That's got like guillotine. street meets and yeah. games. Cesare and would fireworks. go see Hedeman at some point this week, just yes. not for the. Blood so yeah, sport. I imagine Cesare spends some time with Hedeman this week. Uh, oh, I also I imagine um, all of you go and do. Is Hedeman the right person? Uh, we need somebody to make us like I don't know, like face mask type things, like I for sneaking. Cesare's not going to wear a mask because if we get caught, that's even more suspicious. And when we break into the salt works to fight a bunch of people, we I want to wear a mask. That's where I'm at. You're looking at something like a domino mask or? Uh, really just something to cover my face so that, you know, if we don't kill all of these people and instead bonk them on the head, they can't remember what we look like. The choice is completely yours whether or not you want to, to go that route. Uh, I would arguably say that you could probably find a simple mask for two copper pieces. Cool. You wouldn't go to Hedeman unless you wanted it to be something like a Mardi Gras or Carnival. Yeah, no, mask. I would want yeah. some sort of just face covering because if we're going to use non-lethal force on all these guys, they're going to see us. I like that everyone shows up with little domino masks and then, you know, Raven's over there with like a full Carnival like beak mask. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I stole it off a doll. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to wear a mask because if we get caught by the Atari in the street, us walking around with masks on in the middle well, of the night, I'm not going to wear the mask out in the suspicious. street. I'm wearing the mask when we do the mission. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those we start the mission, we put the masks on, and then if the Atari show up, we take them and chuck them. You could always we'll do like, we the like. neck scarf thing where you just. Yeah, some sort of like a neck, like a gator, those gator things that people wear. Yeah, that's what I was kind of leaning toward yeah. if we did anything. So go in the whole uh, Great Gardener style. Yeah, because yeah, I have there you go. blue hair and fishy ears. I'm pretty freaking noticeable. So well, I you're going to have your cloak not... pulled up, I assume, if we're going to yes. be skullduggering. Yes. But I imagine all of you gather get back together at the Long Roads Coffee House the following weekend. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, exchange some present pleasantries. Adrian can share the whole like, yeah, well, I, I heard more stuff about the salt works. Turns yeah, out it's bad that place. rumor is true. Now everybody's hearing it and whatnot. Mm. They're also working in the salt flats, not just the salt works. I tried to make it seem like that was an egregious number of prisoners, but I'm not really sure that caught on. Mm. Hopefully it won't be much of an issue for much longer. So this is only one of t of several places that are doing this? Well, it's all salt related. Well, salt flats are outside the city, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably longer term. 
I mean, if memory serves, I believe those are actually monitored by the Datari or some version of them anyway, not mercenaries. Uh, it's also somewhat important to note that the egregious part of this is the fact that they're dragging out these people's sentences because hard labor for prisoners is not uncommon. Yeah, that's completely Chilex. illegal. If you can't pay your fine, you can be uh, forced to do hard labor. Lucia's well, I think the studying. egregious part is that the towers are so full. That's also. <laughs> but you all descend your way down back into the wasp nest, gather back around around the war table. Rexus, Laria, Morgar here, uh, getting everything ready before you settle in. Corva joins all of you at the table as I suppose you go over the the notes that they've gathered. Mm-hmm. Corva clicks her beak, unfurls a, a map. Can I just say the fact that the compass rose on this is tilted like 45 <clears throat> degrees oh. makes me so, so upset. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to scout around the outside of the building and get actually a look inside of the structure uh, by, well, posing as salt merchants and That's buying some salt. That's real good. That's real good uh, uh, work. We have a sample. She tosses a one pound bag of salt on the table. Nice. <laughs> nice. Salt's good. Time to salt good some meat. Cooking. So it looks like the, the building is divided into two structures, almost three. There's the main building, which is the salt works. It's got a front office right inside of the door. And then off of that is a salt pit. The salt pit's about 30 feet deep and it looks like that's where they keep the prisoners all day while they're working. Uh, They've got a furnace that's located off of the salt pit that heats up and then goes through flumes in the surrounding walls of the salt pit. It kind of keeps things hot and dry in there. And then whoever's tossed down there has to turn the salt to keep it evenly drying. Ah. So they're basically down there trudging through the salt all day long for about 12 hours a shift. That's going to be real oh, bad Oh, so they skin. don't mine salt here. They're getting the salt from like the salt flats. Yeah, they bring the salt in from the salt flats here. and then they dry it and they're pack processing it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Salt works. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. There's a room off of the, the back hall. There's basically the front area, which is the, the front office. And then mm. there's the storage area in the back, which is where they do the packaging. There's a smaller room that looks like it may have been a, maybe a manager's office. There are a couple desks, but it looks like they've reinforced the door and then that's where they keep the prisoners when they're sleeping. Ah. There's a back area that's a loading area, work yard. It's covered by a patio and it has two gates, a smaller gate that seems to be just kind of a service entrance and then a larger gate that they open up for whenever they do, they back up wagons to load them up full of the salt before making their way out. And then off of that is a, an outbuilding. It looks like it's where the workers lived before or could stay before their bunks in there. And it looks like the mercenaries are using that as a guard room, kind of a barracks. Mm. The mercenaries also work in two shifts of 12 hours. How many of them are there? From what I can tell, there are 12 mercenaries, although there's never more than eight of them on site at a time. Hmm. It looks like they rotate off who gets to leave and I guess go back home. There's also an overseer. I only met with him in passing whenever we showed up and kind of scouted around the place. He's a dwarven man, thick red beard, a stocky fellow, bears a belt buckle and a shield with the holy symbol of Asmodeus. I don't know if he's a priest or not. He might be. Probably not Goes by the name of Kusrani. Right. So, yeah, it looks like there's going to be eight people there. No matter when you go, there's going to be four of them up. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this Kosrani, I don't know when he sleeps. Do they patrol or at night or do they just stay in one room? Specifically, I don't know. When we showed up, they seemed like they were just lounging around. They seemed pretty lax. They're not 
mercenary mercenaries, from what I can tell. They wear the uh, red armbands. Chalice citizens. Oh, wow. Okay, I thought it was weird that they'd be hiring mercenaries. They're not. They're getting some common people. This doesn't require, like, actual swords people. And they have to have some kind of training, though. Otherwise, they would just be overrun by the workers. I mean, no, not necessarily. If you keep them there in the hot for 12 hours, they they have a club or something. That's enough because they're going to be dehydrated and, and weak. Well, I wouldn't expect any help from the mercenaries either. The salt pit is 30 feet deep, and it can only be accessed from a small bridge that extends out over the edge of the pit, and then you're lowered down by ropes. Mm-hmm. And then they use the buckets there to bring the salt back up. How many mercenaries are there? Or um, how many prisoners are there? Do you know? It looked like there was just six. Six. All right. So, all right. So we've got basically two groups of mercenaries. We've got to keep them from running to the god. So, I mean, I I think we got to go quiet on this. Sure. Well, and we may have made things a little bit easier for you earlier today. Oh, yeah? Morgar nods. My mad cats and I, we impersonated some salt deliveries. Huh. So we showed up and then spooked the horses, had them ram the gate, and broke through the back gate. Oh. It's hey. unlikely that they've had a chance to repair it. From what I saw, they just wrapped it up with some rope to keep it in place. <laughs> you should easily be able to just cut through that and walk in through the back door. Rather clever. I like that. That'll definitely benefit us. Yeah, we go in through the back then. Yeah, and that puts us close to the god quarters, so that would be where the reinforcements would be coming from. So, yeah, take them out yeah. first, and then go inside. Take them out first, so they're probably going to be asleep anyway. Exactly. Then go back into the, uh, go inside the main structure, take out the rest, save the prisoners. Bob's your uncle. Now, yeah, when we I, say take out, are we literally planning on coming in here and just murdering a bunch of people? I Nicola, thought we were knocking them out. In their sleep? No. Nilo looks down at his sap. I should be good either way. All right. I'm not very sure. good with non-lethal force. Chesare oh. says, thinking back to the person he electrocuted in the first round of combat. Well, I mean, I, this seems like a golden opportunity, though, to show that we're not a bunch of thugs. So if we do this all quiet-like, then it shows that, like, you know, we're not out after the common citizenry. We're just trying to stick it to the thrones. Call it That's a political victory. Hmm. Chesare, maybe... Um... Focus more on support than to start, and if things get overwhelming, well, we I have mean, to get yeah, out. If it goes sideways, it goes sideways, you know. As far as the citizens' perception of the Ravens is concerned, these militia members are citizens. They're less trained, so your odds are going to be better, and it's going to draw less attention from the government overall if a few overly eager citizens get beaten up. They may look negatively if, uh, if some of them are killed. However, I don't think any of the citizens of the city are going to cry any tears over a priest of Asmodeus if he gets killed in this crossfire. Also, too. Yeah, I mean, he may not give us a choice if we run into him. I can assure you that if we run into a priest of Asmodeus, it will be a life or death situation. Alright, then we'll keep that in mind. If the priest shows up, everybody light up what you've got. Otherwise, though, we go in, we, we neutralize the guards, we save the prisoners, and we get out. I mean, best best case scenario, we may not even have to fight most of them because if we can quietly go in, silence the gods that are asleep, go in through the back door and get... Well, no, we're going to have to get to the salt mines because they're working 12-hour shifts. Never mind, don't listen to me. 
Well, I mean, we're, we're going to encounter some of them, but as long as we do it quickly, it shouldn't be much of a problem. We need to decide what time we're going. Are we going to try to go at night? Because if we do, we'll have to contend with the curfew. But if we go during the day, it's more likely people will notice us. And we'd have to worry about somebody coming in to buy some salt and mm. potentially being witnesses. During the day, the front door is open. We were able to just walk inside. Mm. During the day is too big of a risk, I think, especially if we come to blows with the priest. The okay. problem is then we're going to need a place to hide out till morning. All right. Because we can't go through the, the gate because the gate will be guarded. Well, we'll be outside the city walls at that point. I mean, we could camp. You can also I mean, shoot just... for the golden hour hmm. after hmm. sunset before curfew. That's, That's a good true. plan. It eliminates most of the people that would be coming in to buy salt at the last minute. And, and um, there won't be as many people on the street through your conflict. True. And if we do it fast enough, then we don't have to worry about curfew either. I think we should have a backup in case... Backup is camping. <laughs> we can... That's still part of the city. We can't just camp on the pier. We could swim to land. I mean, feasibly, you could swim across the Ulubus River. It's about a thousand feet. Um, yeah, I tried that. It wasn't great. Also, <laughs> patrol boats. Learned about those. Corva, did you happen to see any buildings nearby? Anything that wasn't in use? During the day, no. There's the old harbor. There might be some warehouses there that you could hide out in. Or even underneath the docks. It's never pleasant, but that's a place to hide. Hmm. The salt market also empties out after night. You could maybe break into one of the stalls there and find a place to camp out. So, if push comes to shove, it takes too long and we're not going to make it at, after curfew, we just go to a nearby warehouse, we break in, wait for the night, and then head out in the morning um, as stealthy as possible, and then just go about our day. I mean, that seems the best option we got. Yeah. I mean, the plan is to get out before curfew is an issue, but, you know. Well, yeah. Again, if we don't. It's not my favorite thing, but I can also turn myself into, like, a rat and sneak in and out of places. So uh, if we need, essentially, uh, you know, any of that, I can do that. That's All a right. useful skill. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It lasts um, for ten minutes. Thinking of just logistics, we should probably bring extra clothing for the prisoners. That way they can change and not look suspicious. Sure. We'll bring some supplies. I'm sure we have a few things lying around here. Yes. I can provide that. Shouldn't be much of an issue. I don't have a lot of stuff that's sized for uh, for taller folk, but you can take a combination of things. I could always put something together if we have time. Well, do we want to go tonight? Do we want to go tomorrow? When would we like to get this started? The sooner the better. If everyone's up for it, I think we should try tonight. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Besides, the longer we give them, the better of a chance that they'll actually repair that gate. True. Well, and the weaker the prisoners get. Also true. So, yes, tonight then. So we'll get ready, um, prepare ourselves, and be ready to head out. Um, let's try to be there just as Golden Hour hits. Mm. Yeah, let Sounds me go like ahead and make a quick uh, society or lore check for you guys. Okay. Because there's actually like some information that might be viable. Ooh, I like information that's viable. So... I can turn into a rat, though. That might be helpful if I need. we need to like get a key and do a thing. I don't know. I mean, we've, that we've all got lockpicks, so I don't know if keys are going to really be a thing. There is a part of me that wants to figure out if we could jam the door, like the two front doors. That's just because the people will start running out potentially to get the guards, but... I have a feeling they're going to want to fight us first, to be honest. The Chelish they're Citizens pretty... Group is super... Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do seem kind of zealoty, so... Yeah. As a rule, any group that wears armbands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure if this uh, information would benefit us in any way, but the, the Salt Gate used to be one of the city's busiest gates, but with shifting of trade from the old harbor, um, the Salt Gate's pretty much fallen into decay. I mean, the gate itself is left open. Its internal workings don't even, you know, they don't function. They're rusted. Huh. Do they not guard it? It's guarded, but it's, they also can't close it. <laughs> so so what you're telling me is if you were going to invade Cantargo, that's a really good place we to launch your invasion there. from. We're fixing that gate when we're in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah we say, are. I was going to say, we're going we're to have to put those taxes to public works to fix that Rexus, gate. Rexus, put it on the list. More, <laughs> more, it's, the, it's the irony that the salt gate is actually in worse repair than the rust gate, uh, which is literally uh, the name of the other gate. <laughs> but uh, Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, more pertinent for that, though, is it means that even if we get near curfew, they can't close the gate ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing they could do is swarm us with gods, which would be awful. Well, I just meant if they like try to close it off a little early, they can't do that. So we have a little bit more time than we probably usually would. Fair enough. Because I assume that it takes a little while for the gates to actually close with the mechanisms they're designed with. A little bit. I mean, we could also bring the rowboat over if we wanted to have that option. Eh, it's not going to fit enough fit people. Enough people. Well, yeah, but yeah. if we're not really being watched, we could ferry people back and forth. Uh, well, we know that they patrol the, the area. The river. Though. The river. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a bad idea. I'm not sure how far around they go in that patrol. We should know when they patrol. Maybe we should have had somebody watch that. That should have been something we probably yeah, could have put some time into. That's something we'll look into next. I think they patrol the river 24 hours a day, just like they do the streets and everything. Yeah, but do they patrol the whole river? Do they focus in one area? Like, what's the rotation look like? I mean, yeah, um, there might be gaps in it that we can exploit. They're short-handed. But yeah, but right now, that's uh, that doesn't seem like it's viable anyway because we don't have a boat big enough. Let's just stick with a uh, with, with what we got. I think. I think that'll be yeah. fine. So. So it sounds like you have a plan. I believe yeah. so. Yes. Thank you, by the way, Corva, Corva Morgar. You both helped a tremendous amount. Of course, it worked a lot better than gathering information. So I think they've failed every gather information check they've ever tried to make. I'm not sure. Sad. <laughs> Turns out people don't want to talk to giant anthropomorphic birds. I mean, you know, it, it kind of fits. The dice tell the story. However, these guys are like giant birds. They seem like the type of people that like salt. Birds like salt, right? But yes, Everybody thank you. Everyone likes salt. Everyone likes salt. Of course. I'm glad that we could do our part and hopefully uh, should make it easy to uh, get in there, save these people, get out, strike a blow against the... New regime. Exactly. Push comes to shove, actually. I think that wagon is still there. Hmm. Good to know. If they have some horses. We'll see what happens. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. But uh... Toss all the mercenaries in giant burlap bags and throw them in the back. Don't mind <laughs> us. We're just taking our salt. <laughs> I mean, we got options, which is always a good place to be. <clears throat> yep. I imagine all of you go about your uh, your daily business. I buy a neck gaiter thingy that I can use as a face covering. In yeah, I think I, I think pitch. I will do the same because I my persona is not fully fleshed out yet. Yeah, you said two copper pieces for that. Yeah, we'll just say two copper pieces. Yeah, that seems fine. fair. You all gather together, set out, make your way through the uh, the sunset streets of Cantargo. The sun setting behind the high Gothic architecture of the city, painting the city in shades of purple and pink as you make your way down towards the docks. You navigate your way slowly through the city, crossing back across the bridge. Now, everyone that had to cross the bridge earlier, don't forget to mark off your uh, copper piece. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for <laughs> reminding me. You 
make your way through the city streets and eventually into Old Cantargo. Old Cantargo, as its name implies, is the oldest part of the city. And the neighborhood remains today as a chaotic mix of fisheries, industrial strongholds, neighborhoods, warehouses, many of which have been buried and rebuilt so many times that people have lost count. Living conditions here range from squalid to fortified. And often ownership claims for buildings are sketchy at best, giving most of Old Cantargo an informal policy of land belonging to whoever makes use of it. Most of you don't spend a great deal of time here. I think Cesare is the only one that frequents this area. And that's yeah. in large part due to the fact that your sister lives in the uh, Udibus tenement, tenement, which is located here. Yeah. The south side of the city. Uh, it's also where the House of uh, Truth and Clarity is, which was the original courthouse of the city. Uh, however, since Brazil, Ithrun has taken over uh, all of the court proceedings and such are actually held at the Temple of Asmodeus. Great. They're sure to give you a fair shake. Mm. Yep. Uh, they do still have an area up front for doing uh, public executions, though. Good I'm sure gravy. all the prosecutors dress like Edgeworth. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you make your way. I imagine taking pains to take the long way around. So you avoid the Temple of Asmodeus. You pass by the Silver Star. Uh, try not to look suspicious. You make your way past by the three, uh, three-legged devil. Uh, avoid going anywhere near the Cantargan Opera House, I'd imagine. Oh, mm. yeah. You skirt around the old Cantargo Cemetery, the oldest cemetery in the city. The old Cantargo Cemetery is still now actually protected by the Tatari as well. Uh, although they mostly just watch the gates coming in and out, as there are quote-unquote reanimators that will uh, make their way in there to collect bodies, uh, usually for either use in the Temple of Asmodeus uh, as guardians, uh, or sometimes there are kind of Birkin Hare situation where people are stealing bodies to deliver to the autopsy rooms over in the Alabaster Academy. Jeez, fun place. It's, it's not as much of an issue right now because it's mostly they do that on convicted criminals and that's very common right now in Cantargo. Mm -hmm. So they've got a, a overabundance of dead bodies to Great. work on. Yeah. Good. It's, it's the idea of going and having somebody that was buried for like, you know, two years and exhuming them to go like study decomposition or something that's kind of weird. No, Victoria is going to be the first person to start a body farm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those are fascinating. <laughs> they're very, they're very interesting. Are there actual like people like uh, Burke and Hare who are murdering people to sell the bodies? I mean, not that you're aware of right now. <laughs> not that we're aware of. That no, might come about later. That, I was gonna say that's coming up in another book, guaranteed. That was the Tooth Fairy's long-term plans. Oh, Step God. one: murder. Step two: something. Step, Step three: three profit. Teeth. <laughs> Step four: <Two> profit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, for them, the thief is the prophet. You do make your way by probably an area that Adria uh, has come down to on a couple of occasions just because of its, uh, it's a little bit out of the way for Adria, but I think it's more up her alley, which is the Tooth and Nell. Uh, the Tooth and Nell is a quiet tavern that advertises itself with only a few nails and wolf's teeth driven into a post out front. Hmm. The Nell shares a building with a small confectionery called Sweet Tooth. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> nice. Definitely. That's where you go and swap uh, your, your dessert recipes. That's where I go get the Christmas sweets that y'all haven't seen yet because it hasn't been that time. <laughs> yep. Whatever it's the glaring September. Christmas is. Why do, I, why do I feel like Adria is very much that person that's like December 1st, you know, you, you've got like the whole place decorated, like the wasp nest mm -hmm. is going to be full Christmas. For sure. Dude, we're in pre-October right now. I'm thrilled. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, Pre-October. <laughs> Tooth, Tooth and Nell is uh, run by a, a short but outgoing woman by the name of Citrona. And the proprietor of the uh, of Sweet Tooth is a uh, 
human woman uh, named Lucala who wears an eye patch and loves to tell children stories about pirating. Oh, <laughs> oh she's a former pirate. That's why you're bonding for sure. You make your way past there and travel all the way up towards the Salt Gate. The Salt Gate, again, is at one point the Salt Gate would have been a tall and imposing edifice. It is still tall. However, its imposingness is somewhat lessened. One, by the sheer decrepitude of the structure and that no one has bothered cleaning this in some times. Uh, the top layers of it are just covered in pigeon poop. Uh, the area around the outside of the, the gate making its way in. People have brushed the refuse out of the way of the road leading its way in, but on either side, the alleyways are just packed full of trash that has been dropped off on people's way to or from um, the salt market. Gross. Cool. Approaching towards it, you're sure it's guarded? Uh, but you're not entirely positive if one of the guards hasn't just stuck a helmet on top of a pike and leaned it against the wall up at the top. <laughs> Either that or they're so asleep while standing up that they're not moving. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Good Chinks to know. in the armor. Note it. Making your way through the salt gate. Uh, as an interesting side note, there is no toll at the salt gate. Good. Excellent. Would require someone being there. <laughs> One, it would require someone being there. Two, from what you understand, the Saltmakers Guild already pays a fair amount of money to the city. Mm. So they weren't going to also be dinged for a toll for people coming and going from this area. Not yet, they're not. From there, you make your way into the salt market. The salt market is closing as the sun is setting in the distance. Located just inside of the salt gate, the salt market caters to Kentargo's more, not necessarily even eccentric, but does not cater to Cantargo's common class of I need these daily household items. Most of the stalls here cater to alchemists, architects and builders, masons. Their goods shipped in from upriver and make their way here, filling the vendor's stalls with mostly building material. In some cases, these are just samples. So it's a Home Depot. Yeah, basically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm thinking alchemist. Yeah. I'm like, that's where you get like your wood glue and your, yeah. Yeah. your stuff like that. And then you got all your cottage. So it's this a is uh, so what I'm hearing is this is a place we got the masonry supplies to go repair that wall in the wasp's nest. Yeah, yeah basically. that's when Adrian mm -hmm. met Pyro. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the and again, that's when I discovered the sweet the, tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known about this place. Exactly. Um, while it is called the salt market, it actually deals also in Kentargo's um, the mining operations, the marble that the city is famous for, as well as any lumber coming into the city comes in through the salt market. Mm -hmm. And from there, you turn and make your way north, approaching towards a squat fortified structure, the Salix Salt Works. The sun sets on the far horizon. And as you begin to approach the building, you can see the last rays of sunlight drift their way up the outer walls of Kentargo. The edifice stands imposingly on a slightly upraised hill. But fortunately, the only sounds that you hear as you begin to approach are the distant cawing of the gulls and the far off murmuring of the salt market closing down and going to sleep. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh. Da -da -da -da. Oh, I was about to, I was about to go make an It's Showtime call out and we can all put on our gators and it's showtime. And things. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>